Hello, and welcome to the intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Crystal is a member of the Producers Guild of America, an American Association for the Advancement of Science, if then ambassador, and a member of New York Women in Film and Television. Crystal is CEO and founder of You Are You the Right to Be Inc., and she is a badass. Today's topic is the cure to the deadliest disease. And for those of you who don't know, the deadliest disease in America is racism. Here is Crystal Renee Emery. Hello. So we had to take a little break in our podcast series uh, because I was struggling with a respiratory infection. But I'm back. And um, more than ever, we need to figure out how to cure America. In 27, I started to make a film titled The Deadliest Disease in America. That was not the original title. The original title was something like The Audacity to Dare to Hope. Because when you go into the hospital, you hope that you're going to receive adequate treatment and leave better. But the reality for black and brown people is extremely different. While making that film, I heard horror story on horror story. That hurt me. Like it was personal. Because it was personal. One of the stories is from a man whose mother lay dying after being brushed off by a white doctor, sent home twice and told to take Maalox as a heart attack brewed in her chest. She had insurance, but still was sent home. Heart catheterizations are one of those tests that are the most definitive, and yet she was not offered that test that would have saved her life. In the years since touring, the country to share these stories on the big screen. We've elected a black man twice as president. In that same time, the number of black men have murdered, have quadrupled for nothing more than the color of their skin. Sometimes it looks like we're running backwards. At best, we're just standing still. Here at the beginning of a new decade, I believe the reality remains that little has been done to cure this disease and it continues to infect the hearts and minds and institutions in this nation. Everybody loves statistics, right? So in 2005 to 2015, the five-year survival rate for black women with breast cancer was 80%. Over those same years, the five-year survival rate for white women was 91%. I'm not making these things up. This is data from the American Cancer Society. While overall mortality rates for heart disease, breast cancer, and stroke decreased from 1990 to 2005. The disparity between black and white mortality rates for these conditions actually increased. Again, 
These are not Crystal Emery's uh, statistics. They come from the Commonwealth Fund. According to the CDC data from 2011 to 2013, a black woman is 22% more likely to die from heart disease, 71% more likely to die from cervical cancer, and 243% more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth than a white woman. Like, what's going on in America? Are you just killing us on every level? It is 2020, and we still face the deadliest disease. We still see greed and racism all around us. Insecurity and competition still drives us to sabotage one another. Our economy is in shambles. I know the cure to deadliest disease. It's love. Doesn't it sound so simple? If we only loved each other as much as we love ourselves, all our problems would be solved. I have to admit it though, that this solution would lead to a whole new set of problems because we don't truly love ourselves. I think most of us, myself included, don't know the true meaning of love. We throw around phrases like, if he really loved me, he'd buy me that car. Or if she really loved me, she'd do what I want. And my favorite is, if you loved me, you wouldn't do me that way. But control and coercion aren't the essence of love. Recently, I've been feeling drained by numerous conversations about racism and healthcare. And hell, I forgot what made me take on this work in the first place. And I had to remind myself, it is really the belief that there is good in everyone and that people want to make the right choice. But because we become so separated from our eternal compasses, from the voice of God within us, we perceive the world through a kaleidoscope of misconceptions. I spend all day talking, and this is why I can't breathe right now, talking with people about race relations and capitalism and disparities in healthcare and STEM-related fields. What I found is that some of the people who swear they're the leaders in closing the gaps are the biggest perpetrators of widening it, or at the very least, maintaining it. Because maintaining those gaps ensures that they still exist. They don't move forward with love for their fellow human being, but instead operate with contempt based in superiority. Are those entrenched in those intellectual think tanks, those people who are frozen in space and time? When change occurs, they'll be the first people without a job. So they're not trying to find a cure for deadliest disease. They need it. Some of our society's greatest misconceptions are about race. Webster defines race as a local geographic or global human population 
distinguished as a more or less distinct group by genetically transmitted physical characteristics. Now, what the hell does that mean? That you're black because you have a wide nose? This definition is misleading because it depends on genetics. Race, and hear me loud, race has simply no genetic basis. Ask any scientist. People of one so-called race may be very different culturally, yet very similarly genetically. A study was done where other participants came from very divergent cultural backgrounds and locales. It revealed that DNA samplings of an African American in America was more similar to an Asian in China or a Caucasian in Australia than to any other African American. The first human was black. Scientists have shown that our earliest ancestors lived in Central Africa. It is absurd for us to treat one person as less than another based on such arbitrary distinctions as race. When we all have the same mother, and I mean that mother Lucy, that mother out of Africa. The truth is that although human differences span a number of different spectrums, we all began in the same place, Africa, which makes every person on the planet some degree of black. This includes George W. Bush and Donald Trump. Please don't scream because I'm actually about to or lose my ability to breathe. But they're all black, whether they like it or not. Just, just, just for a moment, imagine what the world would look like if we followed any of the great teachings. 1 Corinthians 13 outlines the characteristics of love for us. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. As I move forward on my journey, I am learning to love and respect myself more. This leads me to love and respect my fellow brothers and sisters more. As I reflect upon the ups and downs of 2019, I believe that the love vibration is spreading. This is a good thing. We have a cure for the deadliest disease in America. We hold it within us. It is love, and we must be intentional about embodying it. Intentional. As we are with our work, we must be intentional about embodying that love and sharing that love with others. The Buddhist tradition teaches us, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, 
radiating kindness over the entire world. The Baha'i says, do not be content with showing friendship in words alone. Let your heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross your path. God's love radiates out from our core to the rest of our being and then to the rest of the world. We're never separate from it. Love invites us to accept ourselves just the way we are and to grow and evolve. We rest in this assurance now and throughout the day, the year. God is love, love expressing itself within us and as us. Our country and our world are at their greatest crossroads. So let us pick up the shield and the sword of love and pierce every heart as we take a step forward into a new world. I am giving you all that I have, the best that I have. My voice is so tired, but I will continue to utilize my last breath and my existence to demonstrate that love is real and that love is greater than hate and that we have the power to turn the direction of our world. There is a cure to the deadliest disease in America and it lies within you. So who do you choose? What well do you choose? To fill the well of love or to fill the well of hate? I choose love. Namaskar, Crystal. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Subscribe if you like today's episode and want to receive notifications when new episodes are available. New episodes will be available every Monday and Thursday. If you would like to learn more about or support Crystal's work, please visit URUTheRightToBe.org. You can also follow Crystal on Twitter at Crystal R. Emery or at Changing Stem. Music is provided by Jay Hogard featuring I Am Free from his album Harlem Hieroglyphics. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Namaskar.